it is the ultimate lesson in control, not having control, letting go. It's really, when you have this plan for your life, as you should, if or when that gets derailed and you have plan B now to go off that you didn't plan on, it is the ultimate test of surrender. Because at the end of the day, as much control as we think we have, we do not. And it's actually very powerful to surrender. We think that it's a weakness, but it's so much power in letting go and flowing with the river. Because life is gonna do what it's gonna do. And we are all gonna get chin checked by life one way or another. So I might as well focus on my enlightenment and roll with the river and not fight with the rocks. What's up, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the Take Control Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Darielle. I'm Kim. And it's Brandy. And we are back with a new episode. How have you ladies been for the past month? Ooh, I have to think about this. What have I done? Yeah, I'm like, what have I done the last month? I feel overwhelmed. Um... With graduating in eight weeks is I realized that I have to decorate my own party and I didn't think about that. I don't ever think about decorations when I host. Um, so I feel overwhelmed with that, getting everything finalized for that. Um, when is it, May? Yeah, May 7th. Um, so I start to send out invites and stuff for that in April. But I have, I have to get the outside of my house together. I've had plants in the front of my yard that have been dead for a year. You're welcome. The winter was an excuse because I can't plant. Um, but I think other than that, I've been cool. I've been really um, rising up as far as like my mental, emotional health goes. So that's great. I've been good. Yeah, I've been getting back to me. Love it. What about you guys? Um, stress on top of stress on top of stress. <laughs> but you know. I am working on my mindset every day and just starting to just be happy regardless, feeling blessed regardless, positive regardless. So, you know, I'm getting through. Amen. Uh, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I really have to think about it. I feel like it's just been a blur. Um, But, I mean, all is well. I still don't have my car. I think the accident had just happened the last time we recorded it's been 30 days and i don't know when i'm going to get my oh, car yeah, back that day yeah it's been over 30 days um at this point so yeah i mean but i'm good you know blessed to be here <laughs> okay. okay 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 um so i do have a shout out um one of our listeners reached out to us via email Woo-woo. and sent us some nice feedback and um responded to our last episode and just shouted us out so i just wanted to give our listener his instagram and i'm trying to find it this is ghetto <laughs> should have had this on the outline this is ghetto oh instagram is jrr mcdowell his name is justin okay. but just wanted to give his instagram so you guys can shout him out and follow him um also want to shout out Daryl. Him and I got in contact. I haven't spoken to him in a while. And he's just been dropping some gems and giving me some nice advice and things. Um so shout out to Daryl. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Do you guys have any? Uh 
The listener feedback, I remember now that you said it, he gave really great feedback. I love the engagement there. So shout out to you, Justin. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yes. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Right. We really appreciated that. That's what we like to get from you guys. Yes. So we know what to improve on, what you like, what you didn't like, and so forth. Okay. Um. So jumping into our topics... I haven't really been paying attention to what's been going on in the world much besides the whole Russia thing. Yeah. I do you guys have any more details on what's going on? Um, so I did watch a TikTok the other day. Um, and this girl was giving a perspective on the Russian side because her family's in Russia and she was born in Russia, but she hasn't been in Russia in Russia in years. Um, and she was basically just saying that her Friends and family, like, are not allowed to leave their houses. Um, if they do, they'll be, like, literally imprisoned or killed. Um, they're not allowed to talk about certain topics around the entire bombing. If you do, you'll be imprisoned or killed. All news stations have been cut off. If you get caught watching it, you're imprisoned or killed. Um, like, it's hardcore dictatorship going on right now in Russia. And it was interesting to me because we're all hearing about the other side of it like the ukrainian side of it being like Mm -hmm. bombed and everything but we're not hearing about how it is to live in russia and they're all like suffering even living there like literally prison or die if you are out of order like that and i'm like this is literally like nazi germany if you're not in line with shit you're executed um but i haven't heard anything as far as relief or planning another attack but it was interesting like i said to hear the perspective on how it is to like actually live in russia right now Mm. So, mm, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge surrounding it. I know that what I did learn is that Ukraine is a country with a lot of natural resources, a lot of gas, a lot yep. of metals, a lot of oil. Um, I think from what I understand and what I've been reading that the play that Putin is trying to make is to take out Ukraine because of those natural resources. And then they're saying forming a alliance with um russia to form an alliance with um who was the issue who was the ruler that trump was having issues with when he was in office in asia um Kim Jong-un. what country was that i don't know it wasn't tokyo korea was i it? think it may have been korea. it's yeah that sounds from if we have sounds... any listeners that are asian if Please i offended us. you i apologize because i really don't remember but the From what I was reading, the point is to try to form an alliance with them because if they do that, it'll literally leave America bankrupt. Like, yeah, as far as money, economics, you know, a lot of the a lot of things we get from Asia Mm -hmm. imported over different things like that. So it is a power play. Mm. Um, So what does that mean for Americans? We're screwed. Well, okay. I don't know if we talked about this. I don't even think it happened last time we recorded. So one thing you got to understand about America is that military-wise, Navy, Air Forces, all of that, there's no other place in the world that is touching our armed forces. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, like, actual war and people being killed, it's not likely that we'll see that here. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, they can hit us in the pockets. They can hit us with technology, hacks, things like that. Um so what like safety it's not a huge concern it's literally like the lakers playing a kindergarten team or something like that you know what i mean like 
you really don't have to worry about that. But like I said, they can hit us in other areas that will affect us. And that's why you see things like gas prices going up and the cost of food, the cost of living and different things like that, because they can they can hit us with the money. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, y'all. I know. I was about to say, that's what I did here is like. I heard about the bank accounts. Yeah. Possibly be hacked into care cash. Yeah. That, like, America is going to take, like, a big hit and everybody's all worried and everything. And um, Dion's supposed to leave for his season next weekend and he's going to Germany. And he's trying to say, like, as far as Germany goes, he won't be affected because it's almost like Texas and New Mexico. Like, Mm -hmm. how they border each other and one's, like, completely developed and the other's not. But um, my dad has been messaging me, like, scared for Dion because he's like, what's going to happen, like, if a war breaks out and Mm -hmm. he's just stuck in Germany? Um, because I've heard that, like, obviously the guy's going to have no remorse if he's just like, fuck America. Mm-hmm. Um, but how hard America's getting hit, like, economy, gas, oil. Um, gas is ridiculous. Dude, my friend, um, she drives an hour into work and she gets premium gas. So she pays four seventy five and drives an hour back and forth to work five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how she's fucking doing it. Because I'm like, my gas has shot up at least by $15. Yeah. Um. You know, filling my tank. So I'm $40 like, this is. Even fill me up. So, yeah. See. Thirty in a prayer. See. That's right. it. I'm gonna do my best to not get below half. Thirty okay. in a prayer. That's all I got to give y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I was saying the other day? I was talking to um Dion's sister Kathy, and y'all know what's her face? Um, DJ uh Tanner from Full House. <laughs> her real name is like Candace Bure or something. Mm-hmm. She said something like a year or two ago that has fucked me up mentally, and I still don't listen to it. She said she never lets her gas drop below half a tank because she doesn't know what she would do if a world disaster happened and she had to just keep driving. And I was like, wait, you're not wrong because everybody would be flooding the gas station for free gas yeah. or trying to get in there if you're on E. And she's like, yeah, I just don't want a world disaster to happen. I'll just keep my and I have to drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, see. I'm and- a one. That was my thought yes. <laughs> When I used to watch The Walking Dead, I'm like, you need to keep. That's part of like my craziness in my head of like if there's ever a zombie apocalypse or something wild oh, happens me. to keep your tank on full so I, I can get to my mom if they haven't got my mom <laughs> and she's not a zombie right you're like ah <laughs> and get out of here but one thing I want to say and I do feel like I'm did this happen the last time we recorded no so. okay because I feel like I'm repeating myself but one thing you guys should know if you don't already know is that there's actually never not a time where we're not at war yeah it's just not mm-hmm publicized you don't see it on the news but there's never not a time when all american troops or allies of america are not somewhere fighting or maintaining order somewhere mm-hmm. um and war to this magnitude like where you see inflation and different things like that it happens every 15 20 25 years something like that that something happens where we're at war and you actually start to see the effects of it mm-hmm. so what you can expect is that things are going to go up and they're probably going to stay up for the next maybe year or two then there's going to be a crash year or two then then there's going to be a crash you're right and and then everything's going to go down Mm -hmm. people start to buy houses they'll be giving houses away gas is going to crypto is crazy crazy right now now. right so you just got to wait it out and have a plan i mean if i can't say anything else you better know how to make some money okay shoot man that's yeah. fine. It's looking real slow for my job, period. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, because shit. Okay. Um, Kanye West. 
Who put I don't know all the tea? You? I'm, I don't. I've made it a point to not. Yeah. He's going on a rampage. The only thing I wanted to say about it was the post I was floating around. And I put it on our story. And let me see if I can find it real quick. Because I was just like, this is crazy. Okay, because I need, I need y'all to update me. The only thing that I've been seeing is like the stupid little memes of him holding up that sign that they're just filling in. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> All I know is that he was bitching about Kim dating somebody. And then next thing I heard was like, he was like crying that she was dating somebody. He's so, like, man, fuck her. And then he was like, I want my wife back. Yeah. So what? Is, yeah. They filed. Well, I don't know who filed, honestly. I don't, I don't think know. they filed for divorce. I think that she's legally she just, single. She is legally single. She's dating, dating Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. I don't think that's real. I, I don't see it, but I don't think that's whatever. Real. That's cloud. Um, anyways, but yeah. He went, He moved across the street from them. I don't know if that was him being a psycho or him being close to the kids, but he's Both. crazy. It's controlling. Y'all yeah. know he's a Gemini, so he already got a little crazy in him. That means he probably paid somebody to like, get out of their house. Because how does the house just magically go on the market? <laughs> he could have. Like, he, he went to them and was like, I will kill you if you do not move. And they're the probably like, I'm not fucking thing, with Kanye. I'm, I'm gone. The most recent thing I seen was that he posted D.O. Hughley's address online because D.O. Hughley had made some comments about the whole situation. Why does he like posting people's address? Because he's trying to get folks killed. That what he said, D.O. Hughley said that what he was doing to Kim was dangerous, basically. Yeah, it and is. if it was his daughter, it would be handled. And yeah. so then he go, he went online and he posted his address. And it's like, he's really, something is wrong with Kanye. And the fact that people allow him his to carry to on continue. like this is wild yeah. like it just shows you what money can do because he obviously has no one around him telling him like yep. bro you need Shit serious like help and if he if they do they either get cussed out exited or fired yeah like this is the post I, that i've been seeing kim better than me i would have let kanye's ass back in the house and it's just like girls are saying like oh it's cute he's chasing after he's fine for his no. family back that no. is psycho behavior go to therapy yeah that's not cute um that's how you die so if it's cute to be laying in a casket, your choice, not mine. Listen, I personally know what it feels like for somebody to want you back so bad that they are just showing you all these different personalities and sides of them. It's very scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. And that's there's nothing cute about that. And I want people to stop glamorizing that. Like people glamorize shit in the celebrity world anyway. This makes me think about fucking um what the hell is her name? Megan Fox and what's the name drinking each other's blood. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. demonic behavior that y'all are trying to normalize. Please mm-hmm. fucking stop. Like, and people are like, that's cute. I would drink my husband's. Okay, no. y'all have fun. No. Y'all have fun. But yeah, I just wanted to update on Kanye stuff because I literally, I told y'all a few years ago, I had to follow Baller Alert and Shade Room to keep up on like information. And now I don't even scroll through my timeline. Yeah. I'll get on, see the first one and be like, ooh, cute. Scroll maybe three times and then I go through stories and that's it. So I'm missing everything. Mm-hmm. But I just want to know because I saw the memes of him like holding the paper and it's like, Kim, come back just to me. Just another crazy nigga. Was, <laughs> what's even more interesting about it is that he's going through these rants and these tangents of trying to get her back to then saying she's she's a bitch, a horrible person and she's keeping the kids from him right. and Pete Davidson is going to die. You made a video of somebody killing a Pete Davidson lookalike oh, all wow. while dating what? all while dating another woman who's that okay with dating you while you're like going him. back and forth about missing your wife. Yeah. Wait, she, he she looks just like him. I was going to say something but I just don't want to say it on air about like dating lookalikes. Um, but that's crazy to me that he made a video of a 
uh, a a Pete Davidson lookalike. Yeah, what I don't know, because like I said, I've literally made it a point to just stop with Kanye. Like I can't support him anymore. I can't. The music doesn't even overshadow. Dude, his music to me is so fucking like his new music disturbing. I hate it. Yeah, and that's what makes me sad. I'm like Kanye before his mom died was like my vibe, and now that she's passed, he just. He let his mental health just go to trash, yeah. and it's showing left and right. And like you said, they don't do anything because money provides. He has a show on Netflix that shows, like, back then when he was first, like, getting Aww. his um, deal with his mom being around. And it's, I like it. I yeah. haven't only watched a few episodes, but it's really good. I wanted to watch it, but again, I just can't. can't. It, what's so crazy is that the two guys who documented all of that, that took those videos, they have been following him for at least the last 20 years maybe 25 How do you have that they much got free 30 time? million dollars for that talk about putting in me? the work like probably yeah. the sacrifice the love life that they didn't have or had yeah. in their family mm-hmm. was at the other end of that you've been following around this man for years and you got that amazing payoff when it was all said and done that's why i don't knock people for like going through the journey they need to if they genuinely believe that a job or whatever they're doing will pay off even if it's not providing money right now um, I genuinely believe in supporting people like that because if you have that much passion about something like this, it means something to you and it matters. Yeah. And I don't take that lightly just because you're not clocking in and out or, you right. know, making a dollar off of it right now. I genuinely believe and support people um, that are doing stuff. Like, I have people close to me like that that are doing um, things like that and everybody else is looking at them like they're crazy. Like, well, why are you wasting time and doing all this? I'm like, do you know how that sounds to a person that's that passionate that's like, this is not a waste of time to me? Because yeah. to me, that sounds like a waste of fucking 20 years. And to them, they're probably like, hell no, this was what I wanted, what I desired. This was my, you know. I think they shot his first music video. I was about to say, wow. weren't they there before he actually like got the deal? Yes, because the record label was playing him. They just wanted him to just be a producer. They were trying to box mm. him in. And he's like, no, I'm going to make music. He's He did all of this stuff uh, to get his career on the map by himself. The, Fucking Rockefeller didn't do shit for him at first. Yeah. Wow. They it was after he put out his first music videos, which those guys recorded, then they were like, Okay, we on board. It's so crazy because it's such a talent go to waste. Like, I mean, granted, yeah. his talent still shines, but it's just like if Not he could get himself stable mentally, like yeah. the amazingness that is and the genius that is mm-hmm. Kanye West would be able to flourish and like it's just like all of these antics just take away from his creativity and his music. Yeah. And hopefully it doesn't, like, fuck up any relationships he's got going on business-wise because people will stop fucking with you if you acting crazy, especially treating a woman like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's what's crazy. I feel like he won't be affected business-wise because businesses right now are looking for the most clout and all the attention's being brought on him, so it brings their business out. And that's what's stupid because people have to suffer on the other end because businesses are worried about clout and attention. Like, Kim and her kids are probably like, what the hell? But businesses are flooring left and right because people are like, oh, Kanye this, Kanye that, Kanye this, Kanye that. Let's hop on it. Let's talk about it. Let's this, let's that. And nobody's saying about what Kim is dealing with because they're probably like, oh, yeah, fuck her. She's got money. She's fine. I'm like, money, I promise, does not mean shit in comparison to mental health. And that's a mistake people make is like celebrities are always fine because they're rich. No. That's why you see celebrities killing themselves left and right or stepping down from positions because they fucking hate it. Like speaking of record labels, that's why Tiana walked away 
She's like, these people are playing me and I'm sick of it. I'm done making music if I'm going to continue to be treated like this. And she fucking stopped. She's like, I'd rather be here for my family than fighting back and forth with a record label that won't play my shit. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. So I saw this post and (laughs) (laughs) it says Rodriguez. Okay. I guess his name is Rodriguez. I thought I was weird and asks when I pass gas, et cetera. But I'm like, ew, what type of female did you date? It's called being a lady with class. Just like you're not supposed to eat all your food on the first few dates. <laughs> Looking like big hungry. <laughs> like that's supposed to be a man slash gentleman turn off. And another woman said, call me fake, but no man, even the man I live with, will know when I have to do the number two. My ex asked me if I, um, if I had to use the restroom when we lived in the same house. This is random, but I saw... Oh shit! Never mind. I was supposed to read that part. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say. Um, Anyways, to sum it all up, they're saying that it's not ladylike to pass gas or go to the restroom around your significant other. And I don't agree with that. I mean, <sighs> I was gonna say, I guess I'm not ladylike. It is I mean, what it is, boy. No. Okay, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Get it out. Spit it out. How do I want to say this? Okay. I do not like a guy to be around me when I have to do the number two. It's Mm -hmm. just embarrassing. And especially when I'm first, like, getting to know somebody and I'm at your house, I'm not going to use the bathroom at your house. I'm not even going to (laughs) sleep. And, but now, since I've been dating somebody for a long time, like, I'm comfortable we're like, I can say it like, oh, I gotta go take a shit or something. But you still can't be around me. <sighs> and the farting thing, I try not to, but like I fart in my sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. That's why your ass don't stay tonight. That's why she don't stay tonight. Because <laughs> like you, your body came to play when you sleep. That's why. I eat spicy food, bro. <laughs> You know how yeah. mad I would be if I woke up next to somebody and I'm like, damn, what does that smell? Y'all, I swear, every time I do it, I wake up and you he's wake staring up at me. <laughs> yes, I'll be like, oh, shit. And then he'll be staring at me like, you're nasty as fuck. And I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, my, this is weird because my brother and I, from the time we were kids, would literally, and if you have siblings, you know sometimes how you would like stay the night with your siblings and you'd be in the same bed. Yeah. We both in the morning is like toot central, but it's only the morning <laughs> and it's right before we get up. And for me, I go to the bathroom so quick and so fast, you would have no idea I've ever taken a shit in your house. Like you think I pee every time. <laughs> like it's gone like that. So I've never had an issue with like being secretive. Um, now, and it was funny how you said like you get comfortable, you you're comfortable now. So you'd be like, I'm taking a shit <laughs> on my way here. I was so I'm gonna D on a mid conversation. I was like, I'm really sorry, but like, there's poop coming out like out of my butt. I'll be back. My God, Kim. And he he's not phased. He just went right back to doing his little thing. Oh, like he's not phased. Okay. But like when I tell you, like also like my farts are like silent and they typically don't smell. So like I'll be like toot toot. And Mine he don't be even know. silent too. But sometimes, like, especially around no. period time, they be nasty. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say the only time I do not let him like like if I'm pooping. Like, I'll poop with the door open, but, like, I'm like, don't come in here because I know it's going to be raunchy. But the one time I will shut and lock myself in the bathroom is if I'm on my period. Like, yeah. you're not allowed in here. Get out. This is intimate. I don't want you in here. 
he's even the type that be like, oh, get your tampons, get whatever you need. Like, I'll change it for you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate you and I love you, but like, shut the door. Um, but no, I'm. I guess I'm not a lady because. I'll let them out, especially if I'm comfortable. Now, if it's like first date, obviously I'm not about to be in the seat like, Pfft. but <laughs> if we've been dating like for a few months and, and everything and like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is my person. Like, I'm not going to hide who I am. I'm sorry. Yeah. It took Dion though, like six months before he farted. And when he, when he farted, this, this nigga looked at me and was like, oh, Kim. And I was like, bro, do not play me, bro. I know that was you. He was like, you cannot be farting like that. Like, I know you be farting in the mornings and I know you gassy, but like, and I was like, no, you know, that was your nasty ass. Don't do that. My thing is, okay, so. I have lived with a guy before. Now, I'm adamant about having separate bathrooms. One, just because mm. I feel like men don't clean the bathroom as I would clean my bathroom. Yeah. So, like, me and my ex-boyfriend, we use separate bathrooms. Even now, like, when my boyfriend stays the night, I prefer he go in my guest bathroom. <laughs> but, like, he has found himself into my bathroom. So, it's just, like... He's like, I'm not getting... I'm not exiting the like room. you and... in my bathroom. Oh but my I just God. don't want you in there. Yeah, I just don't want you in there. Now, my thing is, it's like, it's a human function. You can't help it. Granted, no, I'm not going to fart and belch and all of that on the first date maybe the first few dates right <laughs> maybe the first 20 okay okay i was gonna say, uh, I, was gonna say the is, I will be on first day like excuse me say, kim, kim would do it on air so okay <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is it's like what, what what do you want me to do especially if i do it in my sleep now i i'm gassy like yeah. <laughs> my, my you might have girls sis I might. My friends know I'm gassy. They know I pass gas in my sleep. And I'm not apologizing for it. Now, there have been times when I first started dating my boyfriend where I woke up out my sleeping. To get up (laughs) and leave and come back. Oh, I'm not doing that. No, like I pass gas in the bed and you wake up. Like it wakes you up. And he don't budge. Like I don't think he cares. He's never brought it up. Good. Good. But my thing is, it's, you can't say it's not ladylike or a gentleman. It's, nigga, it's a fart. Okay. Like, I ain't gonna beat you. I got a fart right the now. The dudes will <laughs> fart and shit in front of you and do not care. Yeah, they do don't. Not care. <clears throat> I will say though, Dion was the opposite. Like, he took a minute to like fart or poop in front of me. And like, we've been together for a year. And he's like, just now, kind of like, you can come in here if you want. And I'm like, that's fine because I'm gonna leave the door open. So if you walk past here, you might get a little whiff of something, but I'm gonna leave the door open. That's all. You're welcome. But I didn't know that Dion realized that I did fart like in the mornings until (laughs) we made a slick ass comment. We were joking about something and he was like, that's fine because you'd be farting in the morning anyway. And I was like, you're right. I can't even lie. But yeah, the the burping 100% would probably come out on the first date because the way sis's gird is set up. Like, I've been throwing up in my mouth lately because shit is bad. (laughs) So I will quite literally be like, excuse me. Now, when I let out the bad ones, that's a few dates in. You know what I'm saying? Where you, you just let them out and they be last in 10 seconds. <laughs> now, the part where she said you're not supposed to eat all your food on the first day, like, sis. I typically, in general, will take food home just because I be full. But mm-hmm. to sit there and not eat because I'm in front of a man? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating. I'm um, definitely eating my food. Yeah. I'm also eating so you can kiss my ass. I'm going to get a big meal, too, but I eat all of it. I don't care. Not that you got a big meal. I'm weak. I, I will get a big ass a meal and eat all of it. Was like something about you're supposed to order a salad. You're not supposed to be ordering a whole bunch of food. No. Go to hell. Like, okay. Who 
comes up with this shit? <laughs> I'm not starving for nobody. I'm just gonna say that. I'm not. You gonna know who I am off rip. You don't like it, there's a bitch waiting outside for you. Go get her. So this reminds me of I probably told y'all like the first time that I pooped at a dude's house and I clogged his toilet. No! <laughs> You did tell me. I think we talked about it earlier. Bro, my <laughs> stomach was rumbling, tumbling. I had IBS for sure. <laughs> I woke him up at his sleep. I was like, listen, I got to go. I need, you got to get out the room. Like, I made him get out the room. I locked the bedroom door. I locked the bathroom door. I turned the fan on. Had some candles lit. Ew. <laughs> but I was too scared to, like, keep flushing. And then I clogged the toilet, and he didn't have a... Um, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You gotta you gotta flush as you go if it's like that. Right. I'm like, Jesus. So fucking embarrassed. Wait, well, how did the story play out? So basically, I mean, I told him that I clogged it, so I had to run to the store and go get a plunger and come back. But he wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom. How do you know he didn't? He probably did. I don't know. He probably like, ugh. (laughs) He probably walked in like, ugh, bro. And then came back, sat on the couch all normal, like, hey, did you get it? No, I know your ass went in there. Shut up. Ask me if I got it. Shut up. You should have went and got it, bitch. Ugh. That's funny as hell. I clogged my toilet at work for the first time. It got clogged by me. Bro, I swear, like, every time I go to work, I got to shit. I don't understand. I don't be wanting to be in there. Right. I don't like pooping in public places. That is one thing no. about me. I don't like pooping at anybody else's house, and I do not like pooping at work. But it happens so fast that, like, if I have to go, I'll go. But I do not like, I don't like using the bathroom, period. It's crazy because my body is shut down. Really? Like in foreign places, like when I was, especially when I was a teenager, I remember we went to Chicago with Upper Bound and I could, no, it was maybe Chicago and Boston. I don't know, but we was out of town and I could not go to the bathroom to the point where it made me sick. Like mm. I, we was out college touring and I had to stay on the bus because yeah. no. I was in that much pain. My bo- I noticed that when me and my boyfriend go out of town, I'm always bloated and fucking constipated. And it's like, I think my body knows too, like, all right, there's only one bathroom. And you know, bathrooms and hotels ain't got no window. They ain't got no spray, no nothing. <laughs> so I was like, I cannot shit. I'll have to go in the lobby or something. See, y'all better than me because it's just... Ain't no holding this in. When I hold it, like, you know how I be talking about, like, crowning and shit? Like, ain't no. I was trying so, like, that's what I said today. I was trying so hard because Dion and I were just talking and I was casually like, yo, I ain't going to beat you. I don't mean to interrupt my conversation, but it's literally coming out. Like, there is no, like, like, I have never been that type of person that can hold my poop. Like, I will shit on myself. I can't do that. Like, my dad, my dad asked me the other day if I remembered he goes, did you tell Dion about that story about you at the pool when you were a kid? And at mm. first I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-mm. Then I remembered I quite literally shit myself at the pool because mm-hmm. my, nobody took me to the bathroom. I was probably five <laughs> and nobody took me to the bathroom. Mm-mm. It's fine because I couldn't find it. I didn't know where the fuck it was. If I had known where it was, I'd have been like, oh, okay, the bathroom over there. Cool. Nobody told me where it was. So I was like, I have to shit. Everybody just kept doing their business. I said, they're fine. It is what it is. I love how comfortable you are in this. <laughs> she looking at us Look, like we stupid. No, because my thing is I'm with literally having GERD, like I can't act like I don't fart, burp, yeah. or have to shit on myself all yeah. the time. Like you will see it me makes be like you super gassy. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you've been that way your whole life, you yeah. like, yeah, this is who I am. Shit, fart, burp, it is what it is. Now does everybody need to be involved in that? No. I will go do that. You will not know that I was in your bathroom. Have I you promise ever you met somebody whose shit don't really stink all the time? Like, my boyfriend, I don't know if he be doing, like, courtesy for sure, what he be doing, but it never smells. 
It's been a few times it has, but like he never, he don't really smell. No, he he courtesy flushing, bro. Ain't no way. That's quite literally bacteria coming out of your body every time. Unless he got that little poopery, he don't be telling you about where he sprayed right before. <laughs> he might. But that's I mean, actual bacteria coming out of your body. There's no, no way. Shit, don't I was about to say it's it's le- it's always been yeah, levels. It's levels. It's, okay, don't smell that bad, and it's like what the like fuck what is the you? fuck is that? Okay, <laughs> dead ass, dead ass. What the <laughs> fuck is that, bitch? Dead ass. But yeah, he courtesy flush it because, like she said, it's levels where you could be like, well, that's a little uneasy, but it ain't like yeah. you know it'll air out in five minutes. But no, he courtesy flush unless he every time he got that air out in five minutes shit. I don't know. Something, I gotta figure it out. Put your phone in there. Cause me, even when you spray. That shit. They on Instagram like, you nasty bitch. Okay. <laughs> I hate the smell of air freshener mixed with shit. I will <laughs> gag. I will gag. Nasty. Oh my god, even thinking about that shit makes me sick. You ever been somewhere in public and you just walk past and something you and you know it's air freshener and shit? <laughs> Stop. I will literally, I'll be like, damn, you know. Okay, I have one more poop story and then we're done. It's not about me. And I'm gonna call her out. Her name is Raimi. I'm gonna call her out and I hope she listens. We was at, our old salon was literally a one bedroom house, like one bedroom flat house. So you walked in, it was like small living room where we did hair and front desk and then we had like a small aesthetic room that led to the back and then one small bathroom and then the shampoo room was like a bedroom Ramy, oh god she shits left and right i'm like she probably got gird at work left and right in a bathroom my boss <laughs> my boss i think had left and came back or maybe she was like foiling for an hour so she didn't know but she walked past the bathroom and she was like oh my god take out the trash she was like who fucking left Chipotle in the trash? And I fucking died because <laughs> me and Raimi just looked at each other and I was like, bro, it's not Chipotle. Raimi just took a shit, bro. <laughs> and it was Raimi's nasty ass shit that she was smelling thought it was Chipotle in the trash, bro. I'm weak. That's why I'll be shitting at work, bro. That shit is nasty. Especially if it's one bathroom, all the people, I'm not. Yes, in a small house? No. Nope. Whoo, that was funny as fuck. Anyway. Okay, so I'm going to uh, read this listener story, and then we're going to jump into our topic. So it says, this guy started DMing me, just normal conversation. He then told me that he was interested, and I asked him why, because he doesn't even know me like that. Anyway, we talked on the DM for a few days, just about life and a bunch of random things. He ended up asking for my number, and I told him, I'm not quick to give it out like that. And he snapped on me and said, if I'm not interested, just say that. And it shocked me because why do you feel obligated to have my number? And I never told him that I liked him or was interested in him back. Um, I was just having normal, innocent conversation. I ended up just replying with, wow. And he said that that made him tight. Um, I don't feel like that was very necessary. So I ended up never replying back to him. This is why I'm not interested in dating these days because men feel so entitled and think that you have to be interested just because they are. Am I wrong? No. I don't know if one of y'all want to answer first, but I say no. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think she's wrong. Um, I don't think she's wrong either, but... I feel like 
once the guy was like said that he was interested in you then that put up your opportunity to be like well you know mm-hmm. i'm not really looking at a date right now blah 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 because sometimes even if you're not interested you're not doing too much just giving that a guy that little bit of attention they gonna take it and run with it you got a good point yeah. you're right so you're right yeah Shit. But, but I typically don't. Now that I think about it, though, I typically don't just carry casual conversation in a DM like that. Right, unless I'm interested. Like I think there's maybe been I can count on one hand how many people I've just had casual casual conversation with in a DM, and it's like an ongoing conversation after years because you just follow people on Instagram. Right, right. But it's never been like a oh I'm interested I want to take you out whatever the case may be. But I just mm, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day like. A friend of mine hadn't, she had met a guy and they had hung out one time and she didn't answer her phone. He like randomly FaceTimed her and she didn't answer. And then like he sent her this long text message using words like you would be livid if the shoe was on the other foot and all. And it's just like, I don't know you. Like, why would I? Calm down. And the thing is, it's like. As I was telling her, I was like, okay, I could understand if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. We're not going to invalidate anybody's feelings. Mm -hmm. But timing and place. Like, I've only went out with you one time. I never, you know, like. But even if she didn't, I'll you back. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, that's the thing. He's like, if the shoe was on the other foot, you would feel some kind of way if I wasn't answering my phone. And she was like, no, I wouldn't. So. Even if I did feel away, time and place, I've only been out with right. you one time, I would probably just fall back. Right. But to send this long text message like, I'm just not interested in the inconsistency and uh, on my dating journey and yada, yada, yada. Damn, what if I'm on a car wreck or something? Like, like, yeah, like, you have, did, why didn't you ask me why I didn't answer? But you I told her, off? I feel like not even just men, I feel like people in general, they get the idea of get their ideas on what relationship or dating should look like based off of Instagram and memes. Mm, And it's kind of like what I call the fake work. Like you're not really doing the work with intention to do something different. You're doing what you see gets a thousand plus likes on Instagram and, ooh, I'm going to try that. You know what I mean? And you got to think, we in our 30s, Kim, you're not, but we're in our 30s. So like the one time kick it that seemed so exciting probably would have got me in my 20s where now I'm answering all of your phone calls and no. shit. Not at 33. Nigga, I no. got a life. Period. <clears throat> That's why I said I've I've always felt different and known I was different because people make fun of me and Manny was the number one that would make fun of me because I wasn't, even at a young 20s, I wasn't the person that was casually dating or casually sleeping with people or just hanging out with people for fun. Mm-hmm. I was always the person that was looking for intention and I still am to this day. So for me, I never got a drive off of like two three four dates Mm -hmm. i'm like okay this is cute this is fun but let's be honest you've got six different women in your phone waiting for you to come over when you leave like i had never been interested in like trying to fill my cup with like situationships or you know casual this casual that i'm Mm -hmm. like i require and deserve more and i've just always been that way and i don't know if it's because i had an older parent or what the what the deal is or i just didn't fucking want that Mm -hmm. but i think for me, when I was dating back in 2018, it was like I was always transparent with men and I would only respond if I was interested. Like, I'm not gonna... Or like you said, if somebody was like, I was just want to take you out, now I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I've never had to block anybody. I've never had to go off on anybody. It's simple as 
no, I'm not interested. There's no need to message me again. Like I'm not. Or if I was on these dates with people, I told them straight up, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not having sex with you. I'm, this is literally just fun. If it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. But I'm not, I'm not looking for that right now. Because yeah. I was fresh out of a year and a half relationship or something. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take a chance and like go on a date just to enjoy my time with somebody. But I just feel like she's not wrong, but I do agree. Like, oh, you could just tell him like, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, well, you could tell by my conversation. No, you can't. Not over no text message. Right. Like, you know, you might just be a dry ass texter or an over enthusiastic texter. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, there's been multiple times I'll message <clears throat> somebody and they take my text message completely wrong. In, a, in the right way or the bad way. So I think it's all about being intentional and just being open, honest, and real with people. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I also think sometimes you got to leave a conversation with a clear understanding. Like yes. sometimes not responding still leaves the door open for that person mm-hmm. to feel like they can. Like he'll probably hit her up in a couple of days like, my bad, how you doing? Right. Yeah. What you doing? Just checking and, on you. And she could have just been like, sorry, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm cool. <laughs> I'm not interested. It was nice talking to you. Right. Yeah. But that be my thing with guys, though. They come off so strong. Like, they'll like you, talk to you for a couple hours, and they'll be like, you mine. Baby this, baby that. Uh, Let me do-. And it's just like, Ugh. That, that like, screams run away. Like I would rather somebody come at me just on some cool, casual shit. Don't come off so strong with, like, calling me yours, calling me babe, saying, oh, you need to be mine, you need to do this. And it's just like, that is a fucking turn off. Like, that is not... That may work for somebody else, but I don't like that. Yeah, like, I'm like, that scares me. Like, why are you already like, like... You just feel so obligated. And even if the girl was interested or whatever, why does she have to give you her number after talking to you for a couple of days? Like, why? Right. When you can reach out to me on here. Then exactly. that's that's what's always blown me. I'm like, but we're already talking. Why? What's the difference? Exactly. Because you have to open an app? You have to open your messages. That should probably be on all day anyway. You have to open your messages to message me. So what's the difference? Right. And then you have people that have your number since fucking 12th, 12th grade and they still try to talk to you. Like, no, you do not need my phone number. Thank you, next. <laughs> Bitch. Okay, so today's topic, we are going to be discussing self-sabotage and healthy and unhealthy coping skills. Um, I don't know, where do you guys want to start? Oh, what and is therapy self- and the lack of changes as well. What is self-sabotage? Let's start there. Okay, let's start with... Okay, first of all, when I was doing my research, I did not know that self-sabotage is considered um, a mental illness. From what I was reading, it says that it's like borderline personality disorder. Um, And I wish I had the article. I don't have it up anymore. It might be the same article that I put in because I... I know when I was looking at this, I, we had kind of gathered some information from the same place. Mm-hmm. So it says self-sabotage occurs when people hinder their their own success. When people take these destructive steps, their harmful behavior can negatively impact nearly every part of their lives, including their relationships and career. Why do people self-sabotage? Um, it says they can do it for a variety of reasons. They may consciously or unconsciously commit acts of self-sabotage. This causes range from childhood issues to prior relationship effects. Other reasons for this type of destructive behavior vary from low self-esteem and coping problems. Um, Coping problems to problems 
with cognitive dissonance, which will be explained below. So, I can agree. I don't agree with it being a mental disorder, but that's not for me. I'm not a scientist. But I know for me, I've noticed that I do self-sabotage, and it's definitely from low self-esteem. Um... And then I read this part where it says, where does it stem from? It says, low self-esteem, neg- negative talking emotions, which is reinforced by resulting failure. Mm. So are those examples of what self-sabotage looks like? Like talking down on yourself and... Okay, so... Mm. First of all, let's start here. Have do you guys Have you guys ever felt like you self-sabotage if it's talking down on yourself yes like almost every single day about even the smallest things on the planet Mm, yeah 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 i think um as i'm looking at this (sighs) maybe not i'm looking at the one about um cognitive dissonance i think Mm -hmm. that might be where my struggle is So, while you're thinking, this other article I found in Psychology Today, it says that um, behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems in daily life and interferes with with long-standing goals. The most common behaviors include procrastination, self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and forms of self-injury such as cutting. People are always aware that they are sabotaging themselves and connecting a behavior to self-defeating consequences is no guarantee that a person will disengage from it. Still, it is possible to overcome almost any form of self-sabotage. It says, there are many reasons why a person might act in this way that provides damaging to his or own well-being. Some individuals spend much time much of their lives struggling with powerful cravings, um, other temptations that come at a painful cost to their health or relationship. I could see mm, the procrastination, definitely. I struggle with that. Um, and just being a perfectionist, always feeling like I have to like do everything right. And I think those stem from my childhood because I felt like I had to please my parents. For example, my mom, like she was a very present mom, but we didn't spend a lot of like one on one time emotionally. Like, yes, we went here, we went there, we went shopping, we went out to eat, we did that. But like having that emotional connection, we didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And my dad was not consistent in my life so I felt like okay well if I got good grades or if I played a sport and did good maybe my parents will spend more time with me maybe my dad will come around maybe me and my mom could connect so I spent most of my life trying to please other people and when I felt like maybe I'm not doing something right or somebody walked out of my life then I felt worthless Mm. that's what I'm gathering from it okay I was gonna say if it's because that was my biggest question, even when we were doing research and getting the topic together, is examples of what it looks like to self-sabotage. Because mm-hmm. to me, before this, I'm like, no, I'd, I've never done that. I don't do that. Because to me, I always thought it was like almost purposely getting in your own way as an excuse to not do something. And it's not on purpose. Like, I mean, before, that's why I said over this last month, I've really been doing good on like getting my mental health in a solid place. Because before... 
this last month, I went through like an issue focused ministry through church, which is basically like a two hour long counseling service of like where the enemy put these thoughts into your head. Like if you're religious, where the Mm -hmm. enemy put these thoughts into your head, where they started at the core and just nipping them in the bud, um, seeing my own therapist and then going to church every Sunday. And it's crazy that we're even talking about this today because yesterday's sermon was literally about like the, um, false identities that are placed upon us that Mm -hmm. we now speak over ourselves. And I even said to myself, if he writes this on the board, I am fucking done. And he did. It was, I am not enough. And that's what I've been dealing with. And mine come from childhood friendships and relationships. relationships, And it was constantly like, if my mom, I think I've talked about this briefly on the show. Um, to her, it was complete innocence when I would order like a high C and chicken tenders and she'd be like, okay, that high C is $3. Your meal is $12. Please make sure you eat it all and drink your high C. Make sure you get refills. To me, I'm, I'm hearing, oh, I, that's not enough for me to spend my money on. You need to finish all of it. Cause if you don't, it'll be a problem. Like that cost me $3. You need to drink three of those to make, make up for it. Mm -hmm. So it made me feel like I wasn't even worthy of a meal. Mm-hmm. To the point where I would go on dates and get a salad and a water, not because of the stupid reasoning. The girl was like, I don't want to eat, but I didn't want to run the person's pockets up. And then I got to a point where I was like, if they're taking you out, it's because they are able to right. eat what you want, enjoy yourself and do that. Um, so I dealt with the feelings of not feeling enough a lot. Oftentimes it would come from my friends because I felt like they would constantly criticize me for being, quote, too emotional, too sensitive or too blunt or too straightforward. It was one or two. And I'm like, which one do you guys want then? Mm-hmm. Um, I would constantly get bullied for that. And then relationships was all over the spectrum. Um, I mean, I can't even give examples because it's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you just feel the biggest things that I felt were lack of worthiness, not good enough. Um, <clears throat> constantly feeling like things won't work out or that I'm always letting somebody down. Um so I think those those would be mine, and I agree. I think that's what the article is, like, getting at. But those would be mine, and I'm doing better now at realizing that, like, a lot of the issues I would place on myself are lies that have been told me that now I have adapted and spoken out, or it's literally someone else is dealing with something and projecting on me and telling me how not good of a person I am because of what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it actually has nothing to do with me. Right. And I always weigh those things. There's a, there's a thin line of like, okay, pause, take a moment. You can't be the arrogant asshole that always goes, oh, it's never about me. Somebody's always dealing with something. It's not me. And you also can't be the person that blames yourself for everything. So there's a thin line and a thin balance of like, okay, is this about me? Was I being a dick just now? Or are they being super sensitive to what I said? You know what I mean? So it's just about playing with both of those things. But looking at that aspect, I've definitely self-sabotaged like, daily until I mean I still do it to this day but daily until I started to get like a hold on things a little bit over the last few weeks but I was gonna add though to the relationship aspect like I can tell from relationships were being told like oh you're not pretty or like before I got braces like oh your teeth aren't straight or this is not good about you oh you're stretching marks blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and I think that stops me because like people tell me all the time like you're so funny like utilize that get on social media more do this and do that and I just like I hold back because I'm like I'm scared what if people talk about me what if people don't like it what if people think I'm ugly or I'm worried about how I look or how I sound and then I don't do it 
where that could have took me somewhere. I, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But I hold myself back because of the fear and the things that I believe about myself that other people told me. Yep. Hmm. So that's a form of self-sabotage. Yeah, it is. It is. It's holding back. And that's what that the definition that we even put on the outline, like holding back from doing things because of X, Y, and Z. Um, As I was looking through this, I definitely think the one I identify most with is um, the cognitive dissonance. Um, I feel like majority of my thoughts and ideas are, are, are conflicting two different things and it holds truth either way you look at it. And mm. so um, I know for me, probably a lot of my self-sabotage comes from my sickness, my diabetes. Mm. Um, I, I think for the most part, my childhood was pretty okay like I never I didn't have the parents that told me that I couldn't do or be or any of that um friendships has always been pretty stable um relationships I think you would go through the things you go through in a relationship so we've been there I don't necessarily want to spend too much time on that because I just don't um but I think the one like I said I identify most with is that one and as it relates to my health because I know I find my t- myself a lot of the times I will stop myself from striving for more off of the idea that I won't be here long if mm-hmm. that makes sense especially because I don't have kids mm-hmm. and I'm not married um I'm fearful to have kids because of my diabetes right I'm fearful about getting married because what if my husband has to take care of me Right. Like, what if they chop something off? Mm-hmm. And that's always been my fear. It's yeah. making me kind of emotional. Um, oh, I don't do this today. <laughs> um, just thinking about it, like, it stops me in a lot of things. Like, I go through these periods where it's like, well, okay, you want to buy a house. Why do you want to buy a house? You don't have kids. Who are you going to leave your house to? What are you going to mm-hmm. do with it? Um, Okay, you want to start a business. Why do you want to start a business? Like things wow, like that. And yeah. I think and if I had to point back to why it's like that is because of my diabetes and I all I feel like I don't think I'm going to die young. That has also been a fear of mine of like dying young. Right. But then at the same time it's a I don't know, it's a possibility. So it's weird, but I think that's where a lot of my self sabotage comes from related know, to like, my health. So yeah. That's well, where we well, are. Well, even hearing you say that at the end just proves like you just you even said out loud two different perspectives, but like you said, they have the same like outcome or idea. Like Yeah, they I don't both know carry if, weight. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna die young, but I could die young. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like seeing both outcomes of like, I could have this life, but I could and not. And it paralyzes me. That's yeah. what happens. I, I think about all the different possibilities and I get stuck in one place. Like I'm like, okay, life's not bad, you're comfortable. Do you want to buy a house because everybody else is right. buying a house? Or they say that's what you right. should do? Or do you or, really want it? Or do you really want the house? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I get stuck in yeah. that and I just sit. I can't. You're like, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Fuck the world. I'll be here. Everybody shut up. I'll be here. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I do a lot of sabotage, self-sabotaging in relationships because I have abandonment issues and trust issues. Yep. So there'll be that moment where like maybe that person had a shitty day, but then they don't feel like talking. But then I'm like, 
why are you being mean? Why are you not talking to me? Why are you not hitting me up? Why don't you want to be around me? Did I do something wrong? And now I'm like starting to fight because I'm like, you're not talking to me and you're <laughs> treating me like this and that. And it's just like, you did all that for what? Like yeah. they're just, they just had a shitty day. It had nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. and then you stir up all these problems and you start this argument. And now the person is mad at you. Like I do that a lot because I feel like the moment something goes wrong, I'm like, they're going to leave me. Yeah. They're not going to want to be with me. Or we get into an argument. They don't love me anymore. They don't care about me. I pissed them off. They don't want to be with me. Like, I definitely feel like that is a, where a lot of my stress comes from. Because I overthink and I overreact sometimes. And I just be in my own head. Yeah. Or because I knew what I went through, now I put all of that onto, like, relationships and friendships and even in friendships like the moment somebody pisses me off I'm like I don't speak up because I'm like well my feelings aren't valid they're not gonna care about my feelings so then I just sit and be mad at somebody and I'm like oh I can't trust them and then it's like after that the friendship done dwindled for nothing when you could have just spoke up and could have been a fucking misunderstanding like I don't know I try to get out of my own head sometimes and I'm trying to work through it in therapy and learn to like forgive people and just speak up like even if you're wrong just say how you feel yeah and clear the air well i will say like looking at you and seeing your journey i have seen a lot of growth in you in the sense of like you are very outspoken and more open to people now which is good and you're more open to feelings and vulnerability which is good um so i want you to credit yourself for that and it's kind of what we talked about last time on the show though making sure you surround yourself around people where you feel comfortable enough to speak up on an issue if somebody shuts you down every time you speak up on an issue, it's going to make you want to go, well, then fuck it. I'm not going to say anything. Right. Um, and your feelings are valid 100% no matter you're right or wrong. Even if somebody's wrong and what they're bringing up, their feelings are valid because they had feelings about the situation. Right. Now the question to just is, was it right or wrong? You know, no, mm-hmm. like you did have me fucked up. You said something rude to me. Right. Now your feelings are valid of you going, hey, I didn't think it was rude. But that doesn't mean I'm going to completely write that off and go, well, it was rude to me. No. Okay. You don't think it was rude, but it was rude to me. So now we need to figure out why mm-hmm. and, you know, where I took it wrong, where you didn't take it wrong. Um, but like I said, I mean, give yourself credit for the growth that you do have. Because um, I know I've seen it being around you and it's like night and day. I mean, it's we are all our own worst critics. So I'm sure you don't see it as well as I do, but. I mean, it's like night and day with you, which is a great thing. So give yourself credit, but also recognize if you're not speaking up out of your own fear or if it because Mm -hmm. that person has made you fearful too. You know what I mean? There's a difference. So That makes sense. Well, thank you. Sure. It's so crazy how you can have a situation that you would deem like traumatic and you get stuck in that space like when it comes to relationships and we've talked about it on the show I've shared several times I do not like to argue and I can pinpoint the exact reason why I do not like to argue is because I had an ex where we would argue and it would turn into a physical mm-hmm. fight right I mean bruises on me bruises on him all of that and I literally now when I try to have conversations with my boyfriend it is the hardest thing it is literally like somebody is putting their hand against my mouth and I cannot speak wow. it's very very hard for me to advocate for myself in that way when I feel away yeah. yeah instead of just and then I realize when I am finally able to vocalize how I feel 
I'm kind of all over the place trying to make my point yeah. to make sure I'm understood, to make sure it didn't come across crazy. Right. And then by the time I'm done, he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you just talked in circles for like an hour and he's like, and I understood like, the first five minutes. And he's like, okay, that's what upset you. I apologize. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. And then I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> you don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Like, right. I hate when you do that. People are like, okay. I'm like, what about everything that I just said? Yeah. I just said five different things. That so you know you're going to ignore it? I cannot. Oh, my God. That's exactly how I am, though. I will talk in circles. And Dion will literally, he just sits there quiet and patient. I'm like, how do you fucking deal with me? He just sits there quiet and patient. And he'll be like, it's been 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but did you hear what I said? And he's like, yeah, I, under- I actually understood you in the first five minutes, but I let you just do your thing. And I was like, well, you could have stopped me, but then you really couldn't have stopped me because then I would have got mad that you stopped me. So why did you let me sit here? But then again, you should have let me sit here. So what the fuck? And he's like, I mean, if you want to keep talking, that's fine. I'm like, no, now I can't talk. He's like, yeah, you can. And I'm like, why are you so calm? And he's like, so you're mad that I'm calm. Would you rather me not be calm? I'm like, no, you're supposed to be calm. But like, why are you calm? Like, get mad. And he's like, I'm going to make dinner. Do you want something? Now you're about to cook. And he's like, okay, whenever you're done. And I'm like, fine, man. The fuck? Seriously, so I understand this. will show you how fucked up in the head you okay. are. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, I really am arguing myself. Because this man will sit here all calm. and I hate that. When they be calm, I really be like. Yes. You be okay. planning out the whole conversation like, before you have it. Like, you know what you're going to say. Yes, you know, you know what they're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you gonna respond? I cannot. And then that shit just go left. Yeah, <laughs> like dead ass. And you're like, oh, like okay. I didn't say none of that shit. Right. I practiced. Okay. Maybe I saw you mad because I didn't respond the way that you wanted me to respond. I'm like, yeah, but right. this is what she was supposed to say to me. <laughs> That's one thing. Because this is what we practiced yeah. in my head. <laughs> you was there, damn it. You was there. <laughs> Oh sorry, God. babe. <laughs> no, but Dennis, Dion will literally be like, why are you trying to guess what I'm saying before I say it? And I'm like, because I know what you are saying. He was like, that's actually quite opposite of what I would say. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but like Brandy said, we practice it in the head in the, ki- in the kitchen. You just, you was there, but you wasn't there. So you messed up on a script, not me. What psycho. do you mean? Fuck. Right. Psycho. It do make you feel stupid when they sit there calm, but like you obviously wouldn't want the opposite reaction where they're like, fuck you. <laughs> but when they sit there calm, you're like, get mad. <laughs> Say something. Throw a pencil down. I don't know. React. Which is like, how you mad that the person not upset? Like, but then if they upset, you piss. Pick one. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> At least we know we're not alone. I know, right? Because I've been thinking I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> So, these are five signs that you're gaslighting yourself. The first one says you make excuses for someone's bad behavior. Instead of acknowledging their toxic behavior, you blame yourself. Two, you invalidate your own feelings by saying it's not a big deal. Others have it worse. I'm overreacting. Can we talk about that one real quick? Because I hate when I'm freaking out about something I'm going through and people be like, well, everybody's going through this. Everybody's doing this. People have, and I'd be like, we ain't talking about everybody. You. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Clearly, I know. I'm not self-centered. I know everybody's dealing with some shit. Yep. But it is not my business what everybody else is going through. I'm talking about my shit and what I can handle. Like, mm-hmm. the next person may be able to handle more than I can. Right now, this is too much for me. Let me say how I feel. I was going to say that it is all about perspective. You can't tell somebody like, I'm not trying to be funny, but I will use the classic 
video, we all know what the fuck I'm talking about. When Kim lost her diamond earrings. Oh and Courtney God. was like, Kim, there's people that are dying. And she was like, but there's my earrings. Y'all have no idea what those earrings meant to Kim. And everybody looking at her like, bro, they're earrings and you could buy more. And she's looking at everybody like, no, it's not about me buying more. And obviously I could buy more. But it's the perspective. Whatever the fuck that meant to her, it meant something to her. And everybody invalidated it. Like the whole world was like, they're earrings. And you don't know, that could have reminded her of her fucking dad or something, you know, the first time she ever saw a fucking diamond. He could have brought it to her. You don't know why that hit her so bad to lose her earrings. Um, But it's what you said. You never know. Like, what somebody can handle is not the same as somebody else. Like, I just, I can't even give examples. It's just that simple. Like, what you think is not a big deal, you can't turn around and be like, why does it matter? Because that could matter so much more to that person because of what they've been through or dealt with. So for you to invalidate them is fucked up. Like, that's why I said everybody's feelings are valid no matter what the fuck they are. Yeah. Right. In addition to that, the gaslighting yourself, like, I'm learning to, because a lot of times when somebody asks me, you know, how was your day or how you're doing and I didn't have the best day, I'll be like, mm, it's okay. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to mm-hmm. complain. Or I'll be like, mm, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to reshape my brain to not say that and be like, no, I had a bad day. Like, right. and actually acknowledge the fact that I have a bad day and I don't want to do anything else. Right. I'm just going to go lay down and I want to be left alone. Um, I think. That's what that part of it looks like for me because I literally will be like, I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. yeah. I always say, I'm okay. I'm cool. Yeah. No, I'm not. Not at all. But um, I think that for me comes from my mom not being really emotional mm. and making me feel like, oh, you can't sit around and mope and cry and be sad. Like, you got shit to do. Keep it pushing. And I learned that from her. Yeah. And also part of me overreacting is like, People think that being spoiled as a kid is, like, a good thing. To me, I see it as a bad thing because I never knew how to handle struggle. Right. So, as an adult, now I'm on my own. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I only got $5 on my account and I got five bills coming out tomorrow. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? So, I'm, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Right, right. (laughs) So, like, yeah, I be overreacting all the fucking time. Like, I don't know how to handle bad times. I just don't. But... I feel, yeah, but that takes a minute to learn. So that's not something that people learn overnight. Like, oh, you deal with the struggle? Here's how you fix it. Like, that's all perspective, and that's not something that's learned overnight. Like, that takes a while. So, okay, so number three says you constantly shitting yourself. I shouldn't feel this way. I should be over this by now. I should just be positive. Hmm, interesting. Um, the next one says you believe you're too sensitive. As a result, you feel ashamed of your emotion and suppress them. I do that too. Mm-hmm. You don't trust your own judgment. You second guess yourself and don't listen to your intuition because you don't trust it. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't trust myself at all. And that brings us back to part of why I self-sabotage. Because right. I do not trust guess my yourself. own instincts. Yeah. Yep. But that also stems from somebody telling you why you shouldn't trust yourself. Yeah. Or putting myself in situations knowing I shouldn't have, but I did anyways. And I'm like, fuck, like, this is my fault. I should have never talked to this person. I should have never whatever, whatever. So now I don't trust myself to make good decisions. And I think that's another reason why I am so stuck. Like, I am not... Like, I have so many great ideas and things that I've always wanted to do with my life or implement or just goals that I wanted to achieve but I'm always holding myself back like I can't do this it's gonna be too much for me and I just don't fucking do it or I'll start it and just stop 
I was um listening to a podcast earlier before y'all got here, and the girl was talking about how she is now in a place where she is trying to navigate through what ideas are authentically her own ideas mm-hmm. or what something what was placed on her by someone else. So she said that she sits and she has these conversations with herself, and it's it's what Daryl taught us early on, the, the digging deep, the asking why. To every question you ask why, like a little mm-hmm. kid would, until you get to the root of it. Mm. Um, which is interesting to hear you say that because you're like, you know, I have so many great ideas, I'll start and I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Or I just don't start at all. And I wonder, like, where that came from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because I don't think that that's your authentic thought for yourself i think that's something that somebody's placed on you mm-hmm, that you couldn't right. do it because you're a mom mm-hmm. or because you're whatever right. you know what i mean so you won't you won't have time or who's gonna do this or who's gonna do that how are you gonna get it done like i don't right. think that that's coming from your yeah. own brain false identity i don't know how to shake it though like and me and girl was talking the other day like how because he we have a lot of similarities when it comes to like business like we we have these ideas we want to put things together but we don't want to be in the forefront and mm-hmm. it's just like why like i just to myself i tell myself i can't handle carrying a whole business on my back like i have to have a team but i'm just like why why do you need other people to help bring things alive like i don't know what it is but i'm still yeah through it. but they also say um and i think this is a business thing something i learned in school don't be afraid to ask for help and have a team. That's where a lot of people go wrong and why sometimes businesses will lack or fail because they're scared to ask for help, ask for um, resources, or ask for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, asking for help could literally just be asking somebody a tip. Doesn't mean you bring them onto your team, but like, hey, I noticed you started this. How and why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or why is it this important to you that you have this many gumdrops in the thing every day? And they could give you a psychological reason that you would have never thought about. Like right. the stupid reasonings they put the uh, small trinkets up front in the stores. Because psychologically, when people are checking out, they're going to grab them for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. They put the lowest prices things at the front. Why do you walk into Target and they have a dollar bin, dollar to five dollar thing oh right when gosh, you walk in? get me with that all the fuck. Because I'm like, oh, yes. it's only three dollars, only five dollars. Okay. You get to the register for like hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck did I buy? And then you end up at the register and you see, <laughs> oh, the, the Carmex is only a dollar today. I'll take that. Them hand ties is only 50 cents, bitch. I do that with the candy. Yes. Though. Yeah. yeah. Candy 89 cent today. I'll take it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's about those figuring out figuring out why store layouts are the way they are and stuff like that or online mm-hmm. businesses why their layouts are the way that they are and just simply asking things all the only thing somebody can do when you ask is not give you the information right. but you won't know until you ask that person yeah. right so uh, also you know what i mean i think when it comes to business though i, I and i think we've talked about this too what you're not good at Give that job to somebody else. If I know communication and customer service is not my strong suit, I need to budget my business in a way to where I can hire somebody to take care of my customer service. Yep. And when you have a business, you don't you don't take home everything you profit. You pay yourself like you would an employee. So if I know I'm contracted to do somebody something for somebody and I make a thousand dollars a month, I pay myself two fifty and the rest goes back into my business. Yep. Also with that, it's like okay. The question I would have for you and Duro, why are you guys, why do you, why do you not want to be in the forefront? Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Right. But that's what you got to figure out. Yeah. I think we did, we did talk about how sometimes we get so overwhelmed having so much responsibility that we check out. 
And you can't give up on yourself. And you can't give up on your business. So it's just like, we need other people. So when I'm overwhelmed, I can assign this person to do this, this, and that. And then I don't have so much on my back to where I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing this today. And then a month go by and my business is failing. Yeah. And that is why, like, I haven't even started back up with my jewelry business because I think the time I started was during a pandemic. And I'm like, shit, like, jobs is going to shit. And I know I don't want to work for somebody, but at the same time, I'm a person, I'm cool to 95 because I feel more secure. Mm-hmm. And But I'm like, I want to pick up this because I got bills. I want to have a business where maybe I can pass on to my kids or just have extra income or whatever the case may be. I think I started for the wrong reasons. And I didn't really sit and think like, why do you want to do this? Why are you interested? Why do you want to do jewelry? Da, da, da. So I just rushed into it. And now I'm like, I done emotionally checked out. Now I don't even want to do it anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just like, but I'm trying to stop doing that because I do want a business, but I just have to find something that I'm so passionate about that I don't want to give up on it. Right. And you can't get unmotivated if sales aren't where you want. Um, Cause that's happened with me. Like if the sale isn't where I want it to be, I get unmotivated and then I just give up. Yeah. But instead of and see my self sabotage looks like well why do I want a business do I want a business because everybody tells me I should have a business right. or do I actually want a business are there things that I enjoy that should just be hobbies or should it actually be a business yeah see that's where it kicks in yes. there it is right exactly. there back and forth and I since the new year started I've been having these conversations with myself every day like what are you passionate about what is your purpose and that's one thing I've never been able to answer like what is your purpose in life. But now I'm starting to kind of, the more I sit with myself and talk to myself, like, I'm starting to learn a little bit more and more, and I'm kind of moving in that direction. That's Mm. great. Because then I'm like, do I have a purpose? (laughs) Right. What if you don't have one? And then you be on TikTok every day, be like, everybody be like, your niche, your niche, find your niche, find your target audience. I'm like, well, what the fuck is my niche and who the fuck is my target audience? I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. See, I'm perfectly content with not knowing my fucking purpose because I know I have one, but God will bring it. Yeah. Because I'm just chilling. Yeah. But I know I'm here intentfully, but... I guess I'm not searching and finding why because your purpose will happen for you regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting here like, hey, I'm here. I just hate moving through life and just feeling like I don't know. Like, I'm blind. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, but I know for a fact the way that I'm living now, I do not want to be like this two, three, five years from now. Like, right. I cannot. Yeah. Cannot. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. Okay, so one of our listeners brought up this really good point about therapy, and she was basically saying, like, she doesn't understand why people go to therapy and aren't actually, like, doing the work and making changes. And I thought that was interesting because I noticed that, like, I've been going to therapy for a while now, and there are moments where, like, I'm more aware of what's going on. Like, I know I have these issues. I know these are my triggers. But then I have times where I'm like, I'm doing it right. But there's times that I'm not. So I'm just like, is therapy really working? But then I realized that, like, it's constantly a fucking work in progress. You're never going to wake up one day and just do everything right every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that you're supposed to get to a place in your therapy journey where you do not have to go as consistently. Like, there should be some tangible change in your therapy journey. I, I But I, I feel like therapy only works if you work it mm-hmm. also. Because some people probably just go to therapy to emotionally dump on somebody who doesn't have an opinion one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Other people go, they dump, 
they get the tools and then they implement the mm-hmm. tools. Some people miss the implementation of the tool part. And so it's just like, okay, I got the understanding, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah. I was going to say it's a, it's definitely a marathon, not a race. And I personally believe there will be a day and time for the rest of my life that I will need a therapist. Not yeah. because I think I'm going to fail or be a fuck up. Yeah. Um, which even the word fuck up is a lie that somebody has placed on me. Um, not that I, because I think I'm going to fail or fuck something up, but I don't know how I'll respond when my parents die. I don't know how I'll respond if I lose a job, lose a child, give birth. I don't know if I'll have the, you know, depression. I pray that I don't. I don't know how I'll respond if a friend passes or if I lose a friendship, um, you know, lose somebody in family. I don't know how I'll be or how I'll be okay if not. Or if I up and lose my job, lose mm-hmm. my house. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't know the rest of your life or how you'll be. For me right now, when I first started therapy, I started two years ago in 20, what the fuck, 2020? Yeah. Two years ago, January 2020, January 1st, I was in her fucking chair. And for me, I still see where I fall short in a lot of areas, but I've noticed I start to fall short when I get comfortable and stop doing the work. Mm, I get comfortable, stop doing the work, or I'm doing the work but I'm allowing other people's opinions and thoughts of me to crowd over therapy. What you're doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I started with her every two weeks because um, I always had a copay. So I started with her every two weeks. And then when I ran out of insurance, I took it down a little bit. But it started every two weeks. Then I would go once a month. And now I go, I think, once every two months or like, yeah, once every two months or something like that um and she always says like if you need it obviously message me we'll get you on the schedule like it's not hard to be like hey i'm having a session i need it now see i think that that's an effective therapy journey now i feel like if it's two years in and you still got to see your therapist three times a week you're not you're not doing your you're not doing your part yes and that's what i agree with you where you need to get a new therapist yes yeah yep and that's another thing i lucked out to have my therapist match me the first time because that is not common Mm -hmm. a lot of people have to see multiple people and it's what you said if I didn't go to therapy until I realized in myself when I was like, my friend had looked at me and was like, yeah, you should probably go to therapy because this is something that's, um, one of my family members had like tried to commit suicide and it's been something that had happened repetitively since I was a kid and it happened in my adult life. And I think that was the first time in my adult life it happened and that they attempted again. And it made, my friend looked at me and was like, you should go to therapy. And I said, I've always thought about it. But now I'm genuinely considering it and I need to go. But when I was just thinking about it, it wouldn't have fucking mattered. Mm -hmm. It would have been a waste of money every month because I would have just been sitting there like, I don't need somebody to tell me about me. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. I don't need none of that. No, I genuinely wanted to know how has this affected me on top of other things my entire life. Right. Um, So I agree. If you're not interested, that's that's with anything. I say that with, with the gym. If you're not interested in genuinely changing your physical appearance or your diet it will not work if you're not interested in um you know making a job change like oh yeah i want to leave like my best friend wanted to leave her job for probably i mean she was there for probably three years she wanted to leave for two of the three years but it took her finally being like all right enough is enough i'm going to change complete different job fields and go try something else But all of us preaching at her and going, hey, you know, you can make more money here, which is what you want. Or, you know, you would be less stressed here, which is what you want. Mm -hmm. Preaching at people does not matter. It's when they are ready. It obviously helps to hear that seed planted, but the action does not take place or the growing, I should say. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about seeds. Yeah, until you're ready. So. Yeah, I'm very, 
not consistent with anything. I just have like random moments where I'm like, yes, I want to go work out. Yes, I want to work on my music. Yes, I want to do this. And then the soon, soon as fucking something goes wrong, I'm like in my bed, boohoo crying. I don't even want to look at the world. So like, yeah. It's a journey. It's interesting how debilitating like this whole self-sabotage and fear conversation is because I think that people, uh, I think that including myself, you're fearful of what success and healthiness looks like. Like you take someone, use myself as as an example, I'm 33 years old. I have become accustomed to what life looks like for the last 33 years whether it be healthy or unhealthy. So imagine you have all these years of just the way you think things should be, and then you have mm-hmm. to make a 360, and now it's something different. Just like with relationships. People are so used to unhealthy relationships, they wouldn't know what to do with a healthy one if it was staring at them in the face. Mm-hmm. That's crazy when you think about that. I'm scared to start a business because I'm going to be successful. And right. that comes with another level of responsibility. And I don't know what that looks like. So I'm going to stay complacent. I'm going to stay comfortable. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast called Manifest Daily. And I'm mad I didn't bring my laptop because I had notes. She had an episode where she talked about self-sabotage. <clears throat> and she has a few. The first few episodes are amazing. I just started it. And she talks about, like, why you're afraid of success, lack mindset versus abundance mindset and different things like that. And she was just talking about just like what you said, like, you don't know what it looks like. So you're scared. Like, you don't know if you're going to fail. You don't know what success looks like. You don't know. Like, so that fear just keeps you stuck. But and she also just says, like, I would rather try something and it fails than to not try it at all. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's even what I was saying with the business conversations. You'd rather that person tell you no than not reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Because how do you know? And again, if the worst thing that you can tell me is no, I'm still cool. having a good day. Right. Cool. Now I'm about to ask the next person that's that I followed from your page. Um. So we also wanted to talk about some healthy um, coping skills. And this one says coping with life stressors, which we all are clearly dealing with. <laughs> says why it is important to learn to cope with stress. Coping usually involves adjusting to or tolerating negative events or realities while you try to keep your positive self image and emotional equilibrium coping occurs in the context of life um, changes that are perceived to be stressful changes are stressful because change requires us to adjust and to adapt experiencing too many changes within a brief time period often creates the idea that you aren't in control of events um, this perception contri- contributes to low self-esteem and may even contribute to development of anxiety or depression. In some cases, physical illnesses may develop or get worse when a person's capacity to adapt to change is overwhelmed by too much change. Mm. Yeah. And that is part of the reason why when everything and everything seems to hit back to back to back to back, then I just be ready to check out. Yeah. Because I can't handle it. I don't know. Again, I keep thinking about the word perspective of what people can and can't handle. Um, Because for you, obviously, when things and I'm the same way of things, things will be going smooth. And if I deal with one incident, I'm like, okay, cool. I forgot to do this part. All right, cool. But then when I start remembering 
oh, but you forgot about this. You forgot about that. You forgot about this. You forgot about that. That's when you start to overwhelm yourself and things seem a lot worse than what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I literally have had people look at me, like even my own boss, look at me and be like, why are you stressing that much and worrying about that much, especially if it's things you can't control? And I'm like, I can't even answer that. I'm like, because that's quite literally what I do. And I know it's something I need to fix. I'm like, but when things hit me at once, I can't help it. It's like the end of the world. Yeah. I know one thing that helped me is my therapist always tells me, like, she she has me, like, after our sessions, I have a homework assignment and I have something else that I have to do. And in the very beginning, she made me write out two circles and one was what you can control and what you can't control. And I had to write it in there. So now it's like I use it as a reminder, like, okay. I can't control this, so don't stress about it. Right. And literally working on that and just knowing, like, you know what? It's going to be okay. And I know it sounds crazy because sometimes I'll be like, okay, if I think positive, positive things are going to happen. Like, that just sounds stupid, but it actually works for me. Mm. And so I try to do that. And then another thing, like, that I had learned from that podcast I was just talking about is, like, just appreciating where you are in the moment and where how far you come. Like, no, you might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, she was saying how she would get anxiety just opening her, her bank app because she knows she got no fucking money okay. in there. But she like, you know what? I got $3. That's okay. Like, yeah. at least I got $3. I don't got zero. Right. So just thinking about stuff like that has really helped me a lot when not being as stressed. Um, and I was just telling someone the other day, like, they started their clothing brand, and they're like, well, I only made two sales, and one's my friend. That don't count. And I'm like, it does count. Yes, it does. They didn't get a discount. You didn't force them to do it. They bought because they wanted to. That's a sale. Like, right. celebrate your two sales. Two will turn into 40. We'll turn into 200. Like, you just don't know. Yep. Like, you have to celebrate every little thing. I was going to say, it sounds stupid, but honestly, <laughs> the positive affirmations to yourself really do work. Um I just need to figure out how to do that. I noticed, well, I will say, so I lied. One thing that has helped me when I am stressed or overwhelmed is I make lists. I make checklists, and I literally will check them off as I do them, and then I make those things that are bothering me priority. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, mine, I don't even know if I still have it in here. Let me see. I had a bunch of stuff on this, but it was like, I had to call my home warranty. I had to call the basement doctor. I had to get light bulbs. I had to get Drano. I had to get my cap and gown. I had to get my books for school. Um, It was a bunch of other shit on here. Um, I need to get furniture for the outside of my house, like a bunch of shit I had on my list. And I made those things priority and just started to handle them as I went about them. And that helped me actually like doing a list. So I will say that's the one thing that does help me, but I do have a quick like freak out moment before... Yeah. I actually like calm down. Sometimes you just gotta get that out the way. I'm right, like, I'm, I'm like, gonna cry about the first, but I'm gonna still figure it right, out. Right, but we gonna be all right. Um, did you have anything? Um, I was just gonna say that one thing that helps me with stress is that I'm able to recognize that if something bad is happening, it cannot last forever. Yeah, like mm-hmm. literally every single Everything thing that temporary. I have been through, I have gotten through. Regardless of what damage it may have done, I'm still here. I'm still able to change my circumstances, mm-hmm. give myself new opportunities, yep. and move forward. I think that's how I deal with stress. I I cannot, 
I think that I am physically unable to stay mad or down or sad about anything for too long. Yep. Um, not with people, not with circumstances, none of that. I just, I have finally gotten to a place where it's like, it can't be, be like this forever. Right. And even with the good stuff, I even recognize that even with the good stuff, it's not always going to be good. So don't get comfortable. You know, and maybe I should talk to a therapist about that. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, you had to, you had to stop yourself. Like, I think, mm, yeah, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I understand the balance. That yeah. with yeah. the good comes the bad, with the bad comes the good. So you just got to be able to take what comes. And it's all about perspective. I think more than anything, it's just how your perspective. Yep. Yeah. I was so, I told somebody today, like, because they're like, oh, I can't be sleeping. I'm not rich. I said being rich is a mindset. Yeah. They're like, well, what is being broke? Being broke is a mindset. A mindset. All of it is. You might yeah. have money. That don't mean nothing. Like, it dep- it's all about your perspective and how you view things. Like, no, I don't have a big-ass house. No, I don't drive a nice-ass luxury car. But I'm cool. My bills are paid. I'm good. My kids are good. I'm rich. I'm yeah. fine. Right. Like, and I'm going to speak that into my life until yep. I actually <laughs> fucking Right. Think. Until the yeah. dollars like, start I'm flocking. Not, I'm not going to see and I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I'm so broke. I'm so, like, and I do say that sometimes jokingly, but like, even just the podcast I was listening to, she was like, don't even say that. Don't say you're broke. Don't yeah. be like, oh, let me turn my Netflix and my Hulu up. No. What? What me and Ashley it. say is working on wealthy. I'm not rich. I'm not broke. I'm working on wealthy. Period. That's a good title. <laughs> working I'm, on wealthy. I, I ain't mad at that one. Right. Yeah. Did that. Like that. And not not even just financially. <laughs> like I want to be emotionally wealthy. Yeah. Yes. Like, Abundance. All of that. Period. Yeah. So don't be out here self sabotaging, peeps. At all. Um. Self sabotaging, Yana. <laughs> Iana is still here. Iana is still here. Uh, one thing I was going to add is I am trying to work on getting back into my little Facebook group. I haven't figured out how I want to approach it. But listen, I have been struggling as a parent, as a mom. And I know I put it out there about things that I've been dealing with with my kids or whatever. And just trying to like readjust my parenting every fucking day because... <laughs> I have two completely different kids that both have two completely different issues, but also the same. Like, yeah. you know, my oldest son has ADHD, my youngest son has ESCS and epilepsy, but they both create behavior issues. So, right. like, I've really been struggling these last few months with just trying to learn, like, how to parent them and things like that. So, I created this facebook group for moms some years ago and i never really took it that serious because i don't like to overshare and i'm not consistent as y'all can tell so what i'm i really want to create a safe space for moms and parents even to just talk because sometimes i have these feelings and i'm like i don't want to dump this on somebody because i sound crazy or i sound like a bad mom because my i my kids are getting on my fucking nerves and i'd be feeling bad like i shouldn't say that i should love my kids i should appreciate my kids but no they're getting on my fucking nerves and there's nothing wrong with me saying that so mm-hmm. like um i it's called i think it's called mom club i don't know i'm gonna post it on our instagram somewhere so y'all can see it and y'all can join or yeah um send me the link because that lady that i was telling you that told you to reach out to her i'll send it to Mm -hmm. her so she can join it too um 
But I will say I, it's completely normal and 100% normal to admit that your family, children, mom, spouse, whoever is getting on your fucking nerves. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're telling... Now, <laughs> it's a different story if you walk up to your child and you're like, fuck you, you're getting on my nerves. That's a different story. But you're allowed to fucking express as a parent, wife, sibling, what the fuck ever, you guys are getting on my fucking nerves. That yeah. is fine. But it's obviously different and you're not that type of parent that you shouldn't feel bad because you're not the type of parent that looks at your kid and goes, shut the fuck up now, I'm not going to do a piece of shit. Like, no, you, you put them in check where you put them in check appropriately and then you just call somebody else and you're like, fuck, my life! <laughs> Which is normal. Parents, how the fuck do you think regular people get stressed out daily but you expect a parent not to? That's not even fucking real or fair. So don't ever feel bad or guilty for admitting to your girlfriends or whoever that you're fucking stressed out by your children. That's fucking normal. Why would you not be? Listen, the older I get, the more I understand that lady that remember we read that paragraph. <laughs> I have an eight-year-old daughter and Oh yeah. I like yeah. This person. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like I actually don't like kid. her. I'll make sure she's fine, but yeah. I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, bruh. And even then, I was like, that's fine. She's allowed to fucking say that. Like, now, if you're telling your kid you're a piece of shit and I hope you burn in hell, something's fucking wrong. Now, I do think you should be able to tell your kids that they getting on your nerves. Yeah, but I mean, like, in a verbally. Way, yeah. Like, hey, I'm like, I love, I love you, you, but you're getting on my nerves. But stop. You're getting on my nerves right now. Sit down. Yeah, that's I tell healthy. Brandon all the time, like, Brandon, I love you, but personal space. Right. Because you talking a lot. <laughs> I just don't want to hear you. That's what I keep saying. Like, I really need to get him and MJ together. Because MJ, like, I haven't been letting him go nowhere. Because I've been so nervous. But, like, bro, he's been up yeah, my he, ass. Yeah. And he's always in my fucking kitchen. I'm like, don't you got something else better to do? Why are you in my kitchen? Get out. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, drop the group. I will drop it and share so everybody can join. And, um, yeah. I don't have any other... Dropiana, joiniana. I don't have anything so yeah anyways guys thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for another episode please make sure you like subscribe share and follow us our instagram is take control podcast our twitter is take control pod and you can email us at take control podcast at gmail.com catch you later bye see you later yana